0: Hey guys, this is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio. And before we get started on our Christmas episode, I just want to update you guys on what's going to happen in the next couple weeks, since I know a lot of people take off from Christmas to New Year's and blah 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 blah. I will not be one of those people. I will, however, be out of the country for, and I, I live in America, just for those of you who are listening from around the world who wonder, I will be out of the country for three weeks, taking a little time off, so I'm not a dog, but I'm not leaving you guys high and dry even during the holiday season. I will be recording three episodes for why I'm gone, and you'll be able to consume those three episodes. It, you, it will be pre-recorded just earlier than you would have expected. Usually I record these things on Thursday. They come out on the day you're listening to this, probably Friday or late, late Thursday night, depending on my motivation at the time. I'm happy to have you guys here. Thank you so much to iDirk, who left me a review on the Apple Podcast app. You can go and do that. He left me a four-star review. He said he really liked the podcast. But the audio quality was a little crappy, and that is because I'm sitting in my anime watching chair in front of my setup, just spitting crap into my phone. I'm trying something a little bit different. I'm using like a different microphone, basically. If anybody had any issues with the audio before, let me know if this is better, and I'll do it this way. If it's not, I'll try a different thing eventually. Um, but be patient with me. I am very broke. (laughs) That said, without further ado, thank you very much to IDARC. Let's move on to what we're talking about today. So, when you think Christmas, when you think holidays, when you think winter, what do you think? Say it with me, giant robot fights in space. Yes, that's right. We are talking about a, and I'm not kidding, Christmas movie. We'll go with the loose terms of a Christmas movie Gundam Wing Endless Wall. Now, I have, from way back in the, I believe, early 2000s, a special edition holographic cover, Gundam Wing The Movie, Gundam W, Endless Waltz, special edition, put out by Bandai Entertainment. And so... Gundam is actually kind of a good thing to talk about around the holiday season when everybody around the world basically at this point feels commercialism in its full swing. Because Gundam, as a show and as as an intellectual property basically, from the time it was first made, which was 1979... The manga was before that. The manga, to give you an idea, lots of people, I'm sure, credit with the ideas. Some of the ideas that ended up in Star Wars since, you know, anything about animation production. It takes many, many years to make something into an anime. And almost it's happening more now, but you get very few anime originals. Lots of the stuff is pulled from some kind of source material. And I I believe I have a copy of the Gundam manga somewhere. Like, uh, like, I think the first book of the original Gundam manga in my manga collection, which is in my garage. But that's neither here nor there. So basically, Gundam, when it was created, was made... ...to do what anime was made... ...was originally really made to do... ...which was... ...sell toys to kids. But... ...in addition to that... ...the... ...manga and the anime... ...have had this... ...overwhelming... ...ethos of... ...look at these giant robots fight... ...isn't it so cool... ...look at what... ...we can make them do... ...now... For thinking this is cool, for thinking this act of war is cool, you are a terrible person. War is bad, and that kind of sums up the overall thing that Gundam is trying to convey. It 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 at the same at the same time as it relishes in kind of the universe that war has created around itself. In the entirety of human history, it also says this is bad. Like we we keep doing this to each other, and it is a bad thing. And it, they toy around with different ideas of different parts of war that are bad. In um, I think it's 0079. Um, that and so there's so. And this is important to Gundam Wing specifically. There are two... Like, Gundam schools, if you will. One is Universal Century. And Universal Century has... A quote-unquote timeline. Which, if I sound like I'm about to laugh... It's because... The timeline is... Mm, let's Let's... Let's call it loose sometimes. Like, everything can be found... A specific point in the timeline, but they e- add and subtract things at different points in the timeline. It's not just like they constantly built off of the thing before. It's like sometimes they're like, "Oh no, we're gonna go back like 80 years and talk about this this section of what we want to explore in the Gundam universe." Um, but so there's two schools: is the Universal Century school, and then there's the non. Universal Century School. The Universal Century School is called. The UC Gundam. The non-Universal Century School. Is called basically. Non-UC Gundam. Gundam Wing falls into the non-UC Gundam. Like averse. It's not. It's not connected to. The kind of overarching timeline. But it is. Actually, I think it might be. No, it's not. I, from what I remember, I don't think it is connected to the, overar- to the overarching timeline of Gundam. Because the way that they set up Gundam Wing, these suits were basically developed for an original operation that never happened the way it should because anime. And it... But they are the only things like them in the wider, in in the universe, essentially. And so, Gundam Wing is also important because it started a trend in the non-UC Gundam-averse, basically. It started the kind of, it started and popularized the kind of Pretty boy piloting giant robot thing that exists in A, giant robot anime, but B, especially Gundam. So, like, if you've ever seen Gundam 00, that show owes its existence to Gundam Wing. And Gundam Wing also came around in the mid to late nineties for America at least, i am not entirely sure when it was released in Japan, but it came around in the mid to late nineties. It's definitely like nineties era animation um for America and was shown in heavy rotation on the to- on the original run of the tsunami block of programming is responsible for a lot of otaku in many cases me existing today so it is a lot of people's first foray into Gundam and what Gundam is and like the ward's badness but look these badass robots fight each other for like a half an hour at a time-ness of it um It is it, it, it takes itself very, very seriously in a way that other non-UC Gundam shows tend not to. Um, the prime example, of course, is G-Gundam, which at some point I will probably do a show about because that thing is weird and glorious and deserves attention somehow. Um, I've done shows on it previously on another podcast I used to do with a friend. Um, but, so that's the, that's the idea, that this show started the kind of craze of, and the kind of formula that they later used to make Gundam 00 this, like, Big massive hit. um, Of look at these five beautiful boys piloting these like super unique, super personalized fantasy giant mech suits for you, you know in the name of justice and heart and love and all that stuff. And the other, and so in do in creating that formula, they also created other parts of that formula. So there's always a love interest for the main character that the main character will never be with ever. And then there's always a kind of um for the main character again. There's always a. ...adversary character. And all of that is in full display... ...in... ...Gundam Wing, Endless Wolf Since Endless Wolf is kind of... ...the send-off, I believe the official send-off... ...of the... ...Gundam Wing series. And so you can either watch... ...you can watch it in two different ways. I always watched the movie version... Which is basically they took the four episodes of the OVA, the four half-hour episodes, and just linked them all together. But they basically removed the end credits from all of them. (laughs) The, The end and opening credits from all of them. But you can also watch it as four individual episodes. Some people like to watch the four individual episodes because they have this really climactic feel to them. That the movie doesn't have because the movie is literally just we took out the credits we just jammed all of this into one big mass that is still consumed the same way essentially but you don't get the like hard cut to black and credits each time um, and the effect of that is basically what they plan to be the like final crescendo moment of each episode becomes this like just this, this adorable little movie, mo- like little montage to some music, which is which is not terrible, but it 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 feels more significant when you feel the hard cut of an episode. So that's really interesting to me. Um, but I always watch the movie because I just always watch the movie. It's a it's the way I first experienced it. It's the way I will kind of always prefer it just because I'm me. So as for the story of Gundam Wing Endless Walls basically they have succeeded in their like quest to attain world peace and stop all war and it's Christmas it is Christmas as fuck up in this shit and just like The the side characters, the Preventers, are, like, at a Christmas party because they're required to be. The new president of the Earth Sphere Unified Nations is, like, giving a speech. He's, He's basically the president of Space America. But he, like... And they find, they begin to suspect, like, oh, maybe we should be keeping an eye on some things, blah, 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 blah. And then you come in on Relina. And Relina is the love interest that the main character, in this case, Hero, will never be with. It's just, like, it is a thing that Gundam... that Gundam does constantly, of just, like... Look at this lovely, lovely couple. Wouldn't it be great if they were ever able to be together? But they never will be. They will have tender moments. And then the show will find a way to just be like, Nope, not today. They don't get to be with each other. That's not, that's just not what this life is. Um, but... So Rolina is introduced and Raleen is important because she is seen as being kind of the figurehead of the Earth Fear of the Earth Sphere Unified Nations. She's the one who helps bring them all together. Um, at least that's the way many people see it. And she basically she gets roofied and kidnapped. And then the five Gundam boys have also—they've sent their Gundams into the sun. Like they, they're like, it's Christmas. There's no more war to be had anywhere in the world. We're okay. So we're gonna. And also, a uh, side note is that they've always hated piloting these things. They do a really good job in this show. Of flashing back to when they all originally got their Gundams, and it 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 never it was never a case of like this is what I thought, si- this is what I signed up for, this is who I signed up to be. It's always a case of I did this to avoid the worst possible outcome of some sociopath getting into this robot and killing tons and tons and tons of people. Um, but. So they they do that and at the but at the beginning of the movie or the first episode, they have this allegorical narration that basically says like as long as mankind exists, war will never disappear because that is mankind's fate, blah, blah 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 blah, high lofty crap. but it's also super super foreshadowy because you open up and um the five them, um, troa, Catra, Wufei, Duo, and Hero. aren't you proud of me? I've remembered everybody's names up to this point. We'll see how long that lasts. Have sent all of their Gundams into the sun. They put them on the disposal block, shot them at the sun, and were like, we get to just like exist as people who maybe occasionally have to help keep the peace Every once in a while. But we're done being these big, mega, awesome, badass Gundam pilots. They're like, we're done. But then... Relina gets... Kidnapped and... Hero and Duo decide we're gonna go... Oh, like, we gotta go save her. Let's go save her. So they go and they invade the colony. And they encounter Troa, and I just re- I just realized why I usually talk much more generally about this stuff. And that's because if you haven't seen this show or this movie, you're listening to all these names, you're like, who's who, what's what, what's happening? Basically, two of them, one of them went off to go get the guns back. That was Catra. Catra is basically this, like, Blonde accepts the blame for everything, even if no one told him to. Uh, uh, They seem to suggest that he's some kind of Middle Eastern blonde royalty. Who is also, you find out at the end of the movie, left to his own devices, would just be a corporate real estate developer. Which is super strange. Um, but... So he's basically like, Ah, crap. I'm the one who suggested sending the Gundams into the sun, and now we might need them, because someone's trying to start shit. I gotta go get them. Nobody knows where Troa is, and Troa is just like... Troa is... If you've ever seen Gundam Double o, which is a fair chance you have or you haven't, but if you've ever seen Gundam Double o Troa is essentially Beta Hallelujah, but without the split personality <laughs> um like down to the character design, it's really funny <laughs> um but Troa has infiltrated the bad guys, trying to figure out, trying to get to the bad guys, like, plan so he can stop it, and then they deal with Wu Fei, and Wu Fei is, like, just, he's just having angst at teen moments, and he shouldn't be, It's basically what it like. He's like, I want to find out if this will lead to peace, because the last thing didn't lead to peace, and what does it matter? I need to know. I gotta know. Um, he essentially had to come to Jesus' moment later and is like, um, maybe killing is wrong regardless of why. And if killing can be avoided, that should be the best option. This, this, this movie does a really good job of punching people in the face and saying, war is bad, punch. War is bad, punch. And it's just, it's just so, it's so just, it harps on that so much that it, it feels like this was like the Peace Corps looked at Dare and anime in the 90s and was like, we know how to, we know how to get our myth, our message out. We know how to get the message of words bad out. We're going to bankroll a giant robot anime, and that's kind of um what it. That's definitely what its message is. But it's it's interesting because the person they have to go get their, they have to go get the like the female love interest from is a a, t- is a tiny, red-headed stepchild who is claiming that she has the right to rule the universe for all intents and purposes. And she's just a little precocious asshole for most of the movie. Um... But she's being controlled by this guy named Dakin, and Dakin is the... like he's clearly the real bad dude. But he needs like a figurehead to stand, to hide behind, so he can control everything and like get control of the universe. V the V, this this poor little girl, who's like it's very clear it's just being used. Um, <clears throat> but so that's kind of what happens and what goes on in the movie and it's all but it's all played against this backdrop of the of christmas and of christmas time and so like everything like whenever they cut to shots of the public you see christmas trees everywhere and like people like shopping for gifts and holding gifts and meeting each other and it's it's really interesting I chose this movie because I wanted to do a Christmas movie, but the standard answers are usually things like... Or I wanted to do a Christmas episode of the podcast, but the standard answers are usually things like... Tokyo Godfathers... Um, Isidate my, my Santa... A "Cannot," Akamatsu Banger... Um really anything like Ken Akamatsu because they all have Christmas episodes. Uh, Negima, Love Hina, you name it. But, and tons of anime has Christmas episodes. But, not as many, I'm not going to say almost none because that would set me up to fail, but not as many anime have Episodes, or even big feature-length films, like *Gundam*, du- like *On the Wing*, *Endless Walls*, that are that take place dur- like during Christmas, but don't necessarily have anything to do with Christmas, and it's more, it's more like it it feels, it feels less like. Ishidate My Santa, which is just a, like I said, it's a Ken Akamatsu banger about anime Santa girls and stupidness. Um, then it feels, but it feels, then it feels like something like Die Hard, which is a Christmas movie, and will always be a Christmas movie but is a situation that they could have had happen in the middle of July. But no, they set it to Christmas because it it provides this somatic warmth that makes you connect to the, like, unwitting people in that movie. (laughs) And the same is true of this movie. Whenever you see the public, and when you see the public reacting eventually to the final act of the movie, you see A, eventually you see this woman who I, honest to God, don't know who she is, but she has I'm gonna say tree branches glued on her face instead of eyebrows. It's amazing. And, like, she touches them to, like, accentuate, like, her importantness, which I find hysterical. But when you encounter her, and she gives a speech to everybody around everybody around is just like going about their business and they're like together and there's a togetherness because of Christmas because they're all like doing Christmas chores and it it feels it makes you feel more connected to people because you look at that and you're like oh so like every December in America or Japan or wherever Christmas is celebrated like we're all out doing Christmas stuff and we're all like happy-go-lucky like ...confined in our own little bubbles... ...and then... ...the movie... ...the movie presents this... ...more important thing... ...that we all have to come out of ourselves... ...and unite... ...to... ...deal with... ...ultimately... ...and ultimately... ...that's part of the final act of the movie... ...is... ...the entirety of... ...it's like... ...the Earth population... ...it's suggested... ...um... ...basically says... ...no we're fine with our president. Screw you, little girl, and screw you, manipulative weird old man with the most angular face known to anime. Um, but uh, it, it's, an, it's, it's an important, it ends up being an important atmosphere for the movie as much as it. if you watch this movie, you'll be like, Alex, you're full of shit. This is not a Christmas movie. This is a movie that happens during Christmas. And I would say to you, the same is true of Die Hard. But you watch that and you think, Christmas movie. You should watch this and think, Christmas movie. Because the atmosphere is important to it. And important to the way it plays out. Um, But it's also of odd thing because it is... It, in its time, Gundam Wing was kind of the top of the heap. It was this like top of the heap Shonen big deal show, and it was talked it was talked about like that. And this was the grand finale, if if you will. It was the la- it was the last hurrah of Gu- of Gundam of gun of not of Gunham. There will never be a last hurrah of Gundam, no matter how hard people wish wish for it. Um, me not being one of them. Um, but it was the last hurrah of Gundam Wing and it was extremely unique that they had such a successful thing on their hands, successful enough to make a movie where they to make Basically, three OV, four O OVA episodes. They, the then, four special episodes that they then combined into a movie and sell a whole thing on a DVD and people would buy it like religiously, like I did. And it's like it, it is, it is a, essential piece of anime history in my in in my book, the. Gundam on the cover of the D V D box, Wing Zero is probably the most infamous Gundam model kit ever. Like, OO Riser is close, but even if when you look at OO Riser, you look at its design you think, Oh yeah, that just Cyberpunk Gundam Gundam Wing Zero. I I guess. That's great. Okay. Um. But. It's just. It, and it's got. The show's got some really stunning imagery. It's got some decent animation. It's got some moments where you're like. Oh. Skimping to save a little bit on the budget. In this moment are we? Um, And it is. It is 90s as fuck. From the dubbing to the music to the voice acting to the character designs. Like, you can tell this was like a 1990s, early 2000s thing. And it was, it it knew it and it knew what that meant. It knew it it has one of the better like uses of music I to this day have seen in anime which is you when um hero in the story goes to get his Gundam separately from everybody else essentially only to have this scene they come in with the mate with what Ends up being the ending theme of the movie. And they time it. So as soon as he starts to like... As soon as he gets off of his ship. And flies over to the other ship. He... Grabs... He like grabs... The like... gun The like Gundam pod to the beat. And like... It makes this scene that could be really chaotic and kind of painful to watch really hyped up and energetic and just the way they shoot it the way they animate it and the way they put the music to it really worked well Um, but it's 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 a fun movie Um, it's more fun if you have familiarity with the show But it it does a good job of explaining exactly what you need to know. Like, there's no... Watching the whole show, I think it's like 26 episodes or something, isn't a a barrier to enjoying this movie. Because they give you everything you need. Uh, The only thing they don't give you is the kind of establishment of... Why the of why certain characters are into each other, or how certain characters know each other, or things or things like that. But you get the idea and you get the understanding pretty easily and pretty quickly. So you don't need to know any of that going in. Uh, it, because it is like I said, it, this show, this movie is very this movie and show. So there you go. Is very preachy. That's mostly because of the amount of time it has. And because it is, like, really trying to drive a point home. Uh, Once again, war is bad. Ugh. War is bad. Ugh. Um. But it is... It's definitely worth the watch. Like I said, I watch it on DVD because that's what I've got. I'm not sure... Where it's available. I imagine it has to be available somewhere. It's, it's so. This was put out by Bandai Entertainment. I, I know that they don't have a streaming service currently. Um, but. I, I can't imagine that it would be so. Infamous. And have such like. Infamous moments in it. Um, that. That. It wouldn't be streaming somewhere maybe on Hulu. Would be my best guess. Because they do have... They just re- they just recently put up the entire... Like tons of Gundam onto Hulu. Um, you can actually go watch Gundam Wing for free in English. In whatever language you want. On Hulu. They used to have a YouTube channel called... I think it was called Gundam.info. Which I think they took down um, lots of the videos for that was just literally every single Gundam thing ever made, with the exception of maybe, like, the most, whatever the most recent thing is, because they will still want to sell stuff for that, and you could just go, go onto that YouTube channel and watch what you want to watch, um, which I always thought was really smart, because, they... I would imagine that up until that point, they had a serious piracy problem, and that helped curb it. Um, didn't make it go away by any means, I'm sure, but helped curb it because people would be like, Oh wait, you mean I can go on my phone and just, like, I don't know, put some Gundam seed in my face for, like, two hours? Um, but definitely check it out. Definitely, like, give it a look if you can find it. Um, I feel so bad when I talk about anime that I'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere because it's like it's like a double whammy. It's like, hey, jerk bag, you're supposed to be promoting these shows so people can go watch them and then you pick a show or a movie that people can't actually go see. And then also, hey, jerk bag, you're old. Um, Because I listened to an ad about a podcast from Anime World Order, which they have a great podcast up about Brain Powered, which, there's a Gundam tie-in here, is a Yushiaki Tomino joint. And if you're like, who's that guy? And you like Gundam? and you've heard, but you've heard of Gundam, he's the guy who made Gundam originally, but Gundam was, like, Gundam was, many people would say, like, his, that was his good one, <laughs> the rest of them are, ah, I liked it, or, um, mind-bogglingly terrible, in a way that's not even, that's barely even entertaining, like, um, like Brain Powered, or another one that Anime World wanted to talk about. Wings of Reen. Um. But. They have a great episode out on that. But I listened to an episode on Metropolis. The movie. And I came to realize that my. DVD box set copy of Metropolis. Is now like. Way out of print. It's fairly hard to find at all. Um. So I I tweeted it at the one of the hosts. I was like, Hey, you said this was weird and hard to find, how do I just have it here? He's like, Whoa, you have it? Jesus. Um and that's that's kinda when I knew like, ah, I'm probably an old dude. But if you appreciate this old dude talking about anime, um, do me a favor and subscribe this podcast so you get notifications and updates every week when a new episode comes out um you can follow in the good steps of idirk and leave me a review on itunes i'm also on stitcher and google play i'm not on spotify because i still haven't had time to figure that out yet one day life goals um but i have been alex And you have listened to Lunchbox Radio. And I will talk at you next time.